Welcome to the More Love Podcast with Helen Reynolds, where we uncover the innate power held within each of us that's been withheld for thousands of years. This power is innately and rightly yours, but it's been hidden, lied about, and taken from you. So if you want your freedom and your power to create back, this is the podcast for you. Hit subscribe, settle in, and enjoy. Well, this is going to be a fabulous episode. I'm joined with Lana Carolyn. Thank you so much for coming back to the More Love podcast. Very welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's always a delight talking with you, Lana. And your last episode, which was episode 20, uh, was really popular. And I got lots of fabulous feedback. Wonderful. Yeah, we talked about mindfulness and wholeheartedness. I actually thought of it as um, a really nice conversation about elevating mindfulness to wholeheartedness. Mm. But today, we were going to start with, do we have an innate power within us? Yes. Which is really relevant in your life at the moment because it's you've You've had a a recent healing experience. Is it okay to say it like that? Oh, yeah, I I have healing. I you know I have some chronic conditions, so I heal often. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's it's like I joke. I said you know Jesus resurrected once, but I do it like four times a month. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always resurrecting. <laughs> bringing my life back you know getting being alive again (laughs) yeah you're amazing so before the recording we started talking about the incredible acceptance that you're able to this the really accepting space you're able to come into right and then the allowance of the heal healing would you explain it in your words because it's not as pretty when I say it uh, well you know I uh, you know there's an old expression what you resist persists and and I and I um, experience mainly physical pain I don't have a lot of emotional pain but I do experience physical pain because I have this it's called spinal stenosis or something so it can be intense so the thing that what I found works best and is most efficient is the acceptance of it. Now, as I mentioned, acceptance doesn't mean I like it. It just means I'm not going to resist it or do battle with it because um, energy is, is just passing through, you know, and unless we resist it or block it and then it seems to stay fixed. So if you're having some type of happy experience, we don't block that. That passes right through. In fact, we call those fleeting moments, you know, yes. because through. But when we're experiencing something, you know, a little more challenging or something we would prefer not to be experienced, we resist it. You you would think we would allow it to pass through, but just our human nature puts up roadblocks of trying to fix, and it can be anything, can be situations, relationships, whatever. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. 
And, um, you know, when we resist it, we're not allowing that energy to pass through. Or if we try to engage it in any way or to, you know, I don't know, and any type of engagement would like hold it in place. What I found, and this is like the drill for me, you know, I, um, I get very still, both in body and mind. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, people will say, well, how do you get still in your mind? How do you, can you stop the thing, thinking? Uh, and what I found that really works for me is I go into like a listening meditation where my whole focus and attention is placed on just listening. And at first, you know, I'll hear the sounds outside the window or my roommate playing the TV or, or you know, whatever. Uh, I'll just listen in the spring. It's the birds I'll hear. But whatever's going on, I just become very still and listening. I can't listen and think at the same time. You know, if my focus is on listening, I'm not thinking. So as I'm listening, whatever chatter is going in, on in my mind just subsides and disappears. It becomes very still and quiet. And then eventually um, the, the sounds that I hear disappear. So I'm in, I'm in a place of, I call it a present state of awareness, a stillness. And when I'm when I have my focus there, I'm not thinking. So that energy, whatever it is, I'm not feeding it with my my attention. I'm letting it be. So as I let it be, I it begin. You know, it, then I'll say I let it flow. So it'll flow through, and then I can say I let it go. But it actually lets go of me. I don't have to do. There isn't a thing called letting it go. I just notice it's gone. You know, it's mm. just gone. You know, so um, acceptance is just accepting what is, you know, it's uh, allowing whatever is to be what it is, you know, and and um, it's it's a it's a release from struggles because because whether you're talking about feelings uh, or thoughts um for instance, if uh, say I'm practicing one of the concepts in the Course of Love or a Course in Miracles, and I just failed for the fifteenth time, you know, I, you know, maybe I, I judge something as being bad or something. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Gosh, I, yes, know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and um, I used to be really upset about that when I first started doing this this stuff, and that was like four decades ago. Um, and now, you know, I allow my feelings. It's okay. It's okay. And, and one time Jesus says, said to me, cause I had a grievance of some kind and he, and I was feeling guilty about it. I was, cause it was a better brother and I was feeling guilty because I had this grievance. It wasn't a big thing, but, uh, and Jesus spoke right to my heart and he says, don't you know, can't you see that you're always innocent, even in when you have a grievance, even when you're feeling guilty, you're always innocent. And he says, forgive yourself and both your grievance and your guilt will disappear. You know, and he it was just a reminder where God only sees our perfection. He doesn't see anything else. He doesn't, 
you know, he doesn't see all this craziness uh, that we go through. Now, when I have feelings that maybe 10 years ago, I wouldn't want to embrace. Now I embrace them all with love because I found that love, you know, and this is another hotline from Jesus. He says, <laughs> love is the remedy for anything appearing unlike itself. So it doesn't matter what it, what it is, the good, the bad, the ridiculous. I bring it to love and love heals. You know, I just give it space, let it be, and ask for God's love to join with me or join with it. And um, it, it, it just, um, it, like, it's like it lifts something off of me and I feel free. I just feel free. And, um, and I think um, that's part of it. It's the freedom that comes from it, from healing. You know, healing is just, you're not captive by whatever the pain is, physical or emotional. You're no longer its victim. You're no, you're no longer held hostage by it. And no it's longer like, feeling like you have to deal with it, like, it, like you're yes. the individual that has to deal with it. Yeah. Well, one time Jesus said to me, I, I was asking him, you know, it was one of those occasions when I was asking me, him, what am I going to do? And he says, beloved child, you are asking the wrong question. It's not what you're going to do. It's what the right question is, what is God going to do? And in that moment, like, again, it was like the weight of the world being lifted up. And it was like, an, of course, why am I even asking that stupid question? What am I going to do? It's like that joke they have, you know, just you want to see God laugh, tell him your plans, you know. And then, gosh, then asking for his help with the plans, you know, that's even funny. But I, we, we do that all the time. Yeah, and you don't have to. We get on this spiritual journey and then we try. You know, yes, we yes. try to fast track it. We try to be dedicated yeah. to the spiritual journey. We try to reach out to God or Jesus or the universe, whatever language we prefer. And then we wonder why it doesn't work. Right. You know, if you're going to try anything, try doing nothing. <laughs> you know. Try real hard doing nothing because that's all God. I mean, all he ever asks is be willing, be open-minded, be willing to take a chance, be willing to trust me. You know, and I, and I love that about, uh, well, first initially about, of course, the miracles because Jesus never asked me to believe anything. In fact, the whole purpose of the atonement was to undo beliefs. Or, you know, it was the undoing of them. He said, just take it, you know, take it out for a test drive and see what shows up. You know, so, you know, take forgiveness out. Take this out. And just, I remember one time early in my spiritual journey or life, I uh, I did, it was, a, it was a book by Hugh Prather, and it was modeled after the workbook, of course, Miracles. And. It was like, it was called a book of games. It was spiritual games. And I remember, and this was before I started studying the Course in Miracles. But um, it says, just for today, give everyone and everything to be what it is, whatever it is. 
you know, if the weather wants to be horrible, give it permission to be horrible. If the traffic wants to be back up, backed up just for today, give it permission to be. If your boss wants to be a grump, let him be a grump. And then report back at the end of the day. You know, that this sounds so elementary, but it rocked my world because I had such a peaceful, wonderful day, you know, just by giving it permission to be what it is and not because it's really was like a non-judging state. So and it would amaze me was that I had the power to determine whether I was going to have a peaceful day or not. I could decide, I could choose peace instead of this. And and it was just for a matter, a matter of let allowing whatever and whoever to be who they are, not wanting something to be different than it is. And, and like the AA program, I can do that for a day. And then the next day I can do it again for the day, you know. So, and that's what I mean when um when Jesus asks us to take it out for a test drive, you know, take these principles, integrate them into your life and see what shows up. You don't even have to have any, don't have any expectations because they're probably going to be wrong. Just see <laughs> what shows up. Don't anticipate it. Don't try to figure it out. Just do this and then see what shows up. And and that spaciousness that you allow um miracles happen just miracles happen you know it's um it's kind of like being miracle minded you know it's it's uh preparing your mind to receive Mm. that's another part of acceptance it's an allowing it's the ability to receive when we talk about power we're the son of god for goodness sake you know, we're Christ consciousness. We're the son of the creator of the universe. So why wouldn't we believe that we don't have power when we're told that all the powers Jesus had, we have and more, you know, when he walked the earth and in his little elevated self form or his Christ consciousness when he walked the earth. We, uh, you know, there's a couple things. First, I think, I think we don't believe it, we don't trust it, or we're afraid of it. You know, we're just afraid of that power. Uh, we're such control freaks anyway, and to have that access, that power, is about giving up control. You know, <laughs> we are such control freaks. Oh, we are. <laughs> we're raised to believe that we have to figure it out I really liked that you said that before we're brought up to be working like spend the rest of our lives figuring every single little thing out coming back to not believing in Jesus I think a lot of people have an innate sense that organized religion isn't for them Mm -hmm. and then once they've decided not to go into organized religion well then they don't go into the Bible or the Jesus story or any of that at all that that was me and so that's why I can sort of say that I guess but once a course of love came along with its very Christian language and all this you know it's from Jesus Mm -hmm. I had to let him in be willing 
I had to be willing, but I also could sense very clearly that a course of love wasn't a religion. You know, it wasn't it wasn't contained in that man-made way. Yes, there was no fear and guilt. Imagine that. You know, <laughs> imagine a spirit, even a spiritual uh, teaching. There wasn't fear or guilt um, or suffering. I mean, the cat, I was raised Catholic, and if you suffered enough, they made you a saint, you know? So they were encouraging to you to suffer, you know? Not, I mean, I've, I've made peace with my background. Like, I mean, I love them all. I, you know, just be what you want to be. You know, it's fine with me. Ah, oh, well, that little side note um, took us off the acceptance and the relationship. I'm sorry to have interrupted that now, Lana. Oh, it was great. It was great. Actually. You did remind me of a quote, though, because you were talking about power. And this is from, it's basically the fifth last chapter in A Course of Love. It's from day 36, ah, verse 14. Because you have always been one in being with God, this power this power of being has always been yours. The power to feel, love, hate, anger, compassion, greed, humility, and longing has always been yours. The power to think rationally or passionately, logically or instinctively has always been yours. The power to create everything from weapons of mass destruction to cathedrals of towering majesty has always been yours. The power to know or perceive even an unreal reality has always been yours. Now that's something. <laughs> we make up unreal stuff and make it real. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, it's, um, you know, I often, so, you know, sometimes I'll get, really passionate about healing you know and I'll get upset with the ego you know like, you're not going to invade my mind infect my mind again you know and it's like I'm I'm just standing on the mountaintop like this gorilla banging its chest you know <laughs> and, and I'll just affirm you know I'm powerful I have the power of God running through me and just like Jesus said in the Bible get behind me Satan I'll say get behind me ego you know God is in the house and I'll be very passionate about it it's like claiming your power you have to claim it and you and for me it's a very passionate thing you know I'm claiming my power usually for me I mean I I don't get in I'm not into material things at all um but uh, where my health's concerned, and and so I can function better in this body. Um, I will, I will get you know get behind me back pain, get behind me heart. You better pump a little stronger. You know, it's like I you know it's like I claim my power. And the other thing with that I I uh, I think is helpful for me is um I try to all you know um and of course miracles it says God is in. God goes with me wherever I go, you know, so I take God with me everywhere. And it also keeps my mind out of trouble. You know, I'll, you know, I'll cook with God. I'll have conversations with him, just like I'm having with you. 
not out loud, you know, people talk, but, you know, <laughs> but I'll have, I'll just remind myself that he's present. I'll paint with God. I'll write with God, you know, so I try to, inco- I'll go to bed at night with God, you know, and, and I try to incorporate God in as much of my day as I can, you know, and always keeping being mindful that God is with me wherever I go. And, you know, another thing, I don't know whether we talk about this a whole lot, but it's really claiming the truth of who you are, mm. you know, um, and and the truth, you know, like we were just talking about before the, I think it was before mm. you started recording, but, you know, the one thing I know with a certainty is I exist. Mm. I exist. And if I close my eyes, there may not be a world, there may not be a body, but I exist. And that I is, or I am, is uh, very sacred to me. It's like the holy name of God. You know, just like saying God is, I am, and that's it. And I have to watch what I put after the I am, because if I'm not careful, I'll become that. My identity, I'll misidentify myself as I, you know, if I say I am sick or I am broke or I am sad. Well, all of a sudden, who I am is sadness. Who, you know, who I am is bankrupt. Um, you know, so I rephrase it sometimes and I may say I have sadness within me. I have some sad energy that's going, that's passing through. And I let it, you know, pass through. But uh, the I am of me, the that perfect creation, that Christ consciousness that's one with everything, everything, um, the all of the all, there's nothing outside of it. You know, that's that pure place I can go in stillness and just remember I am. And it's it's really interesting the way it works for me because I could be upset about something and I will get still and go to that I am part of me. And it like it's like it's pulling me home. You know, it's once I choose to go there, to go into the pure essence and truth of who I am and not bring anything else along with it. None of the objective reality comes with me. Just the essence of who I am as one with God and one one with all creation, you know, and I rest there. I, re- I rest in the truth of who I am. And it uh, everything else I've dissociated from, you know, I've dissociated from the weather if we're having a snowstorm or my grouchy daughter or, <laughs> or my roommate or whatever, or my bank account. I will just, I'm, I'm with God right now. I am with the essence of who I am and every layer of a grievance or a worry. It's, you know, it's like they use that uh, analogy about the sky, the blue sky and the clouds passing by. Well, my essence is the sky. And all these little upsets and grievances are like the clouds. And we can let the sky become one big cloud gray, ugly cloud, and then we'll see a little patch of blue breaking through, 
reminding us the sky's still there, you know, no matter what I put in front of it, it's all God is always there. My essence is always here, always shining through. Um, so I just need to get a windmill or something and push those clouds away so the blue sky can shine through. <laughs> it's that's the infinite part of the I am. Yeah. You've had near-death experiences, but also, you know, in other interviews with people who've had really profound or or are able to really explain their near-death experience is a better way to say it. You know, that's that's the I am that that witnesses everything that goes on that that is still, you know, they talk about it being extraordinarily alive and mm-hmm. vibrant in its beingness I guess yeah it's so hard to put words around these things isn't it and peaceful and loving and more than one guest has said I didn't want to come back if it wasn't for my husband or my kids or mm-hmm. you know those those relationships where we really care deeply about another someone once told me that it was the safest thing they've ever done <laughs> 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 that's kind of, that's how it felt to me because there was absolutely no fear it was just you know it was it was like oh it's okay if you go it's okay if you stay there wasn't a right or a wrong whatever you want to do it's fine you know and it was a very peaceful I didn't meet any entities it was more of expanded awareness for me you know some but and and also it was miraculous in that I experienced really true oneness with everything I mean there was no delineation between my hospital bed and the tree outside or the lamp on the table I had consciousness of I was conscious of everything it was like I was but I was and it didn't even have anything to do with the body. It was like I wasn't in the body or out of the body. It had nothing to do with the body. I was just this really free consciousness that was part of everything. And it was glorious. It was glor- It was just a glorious um, experience, very peaceful, even joyful, even joyful. But I didn't get up to the pearly gates to meet anybody, you know? <laughs> It was just my own experience, you know, my own expanded awareness taking it all in. <laughs> Nothing's going to take away your sense of humor. Oh, no, no, you got to laugh. <laughs> you got to laugh. I mean, it's this place is really ridiculous, you know, so you got to keep your sense of humor. <laughs> it is ridiculous at times, isn't it? Probably oh, all the time. Oh, most of the time, yeah. But you gotta have, you know, to heal to, is to make happy. Oh, so that's a line from the course. So I guess you know the power. Power for me comes in the doing. It's it's like motivation for me. You know, I'll say, oh, I've got to finish this painting. I promised it to somebody, and I'll and I'll try to motivate myself. And Jesus has said, just sit down and do it. And in the sitting down and doing it, I become motivated. I get all excited about it. But until I get my 
buns off that chair and come over here to the drafting table and find out that it's a joy to do. And I think it's with our power, too. We just have to claim it and assume it and do it, you know, and and our power to uh, comes from experiencing it. You know, it's not I'm not going to get this power from reading about it in the book or talking about it or hearing somebody else talk about it. It's like claiming it. It's it's like the painting. I have to stand on that mountain and beat my chest saying I'm the son of God. You got that? You know, I'm the son of God and believe it to the every fiber of my being. And then I'll you know, I'll just be it for that day. I'll just be the son of God. Cuz being, you know, it's like when Gandhi said uh, be the change you want to see in the world. And I, I, you know, I do this too because of the teachings of giving and receiving are one. That's so true. I mean, if you could feel the spiritual energy that's rising up in me now just from sharing the love of God with you. And as I give, I receive. It works backwards and human nature will say, let me get to know you and then I'll love you. Oh, yeah. We, we hold our love only for those worthy enough. Yeah. But divine nature tells us love him in order to get to know him. Mm. You know, it's the whole reversal. So looking at life that way, you know, if I want to if I want to experience peace, I extend peace. If I want to experience joy, I'll extend joy, you know. Um, I remember when my daughter was battling addiction and she would come over here really upset and in some, uh, we'll just say interesting moods. And, and my guidance from Jesus was the only thing you can do for your daughter is love her. But that's the most powerful thing you can do. And so my job however she showed up on the phone or at the door was to hold a place of peace for her. I would hold the peace for her because she couldn't, and I would extend that peace. And she literally calmed down. And same thing on the phone. I could sense in the tone of her voice and in her energy that she had calmed down. We're that powerful. We're that powerful. We can extend joy and peace and healing you know if you're sick you know all i have to do is well tell you i will see you perfect i will see the only the light in you and your perfection i'll see you healed holy and perfect you know so when our brothers can't do it we do it for them the only thing they have to be is willing you know they don't have to heal themselves in order to be healed you know, you know, they can be wherever they are. The Holy Spirit meets us wherever we are. They just have to be willing. And then I can be an instrument for them. I can extend peace to them. And they'll feel that. They'll feel that if it's authentic. And, you know, sooner or later, you got to be authentic. You know, you get to the point, especially, I mean, you got to be who you are, warts and all. You know, because you find out that 
if I'm not, I, you know, who am I going to fool, God? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a secret. I can't tell you, God. You know, <laughs> you know you've got to um, be authentic to yourself. And, and sometimes for the sake of appearing spiritual, you know, we might be crying on the inside. But showing off, you know, being a bliss ninny on the outside, <laughs> and it, all it does is it causes causes disharmony. It does you know because you're inside, you know, however you are, you should always be. We should always be in harmony with ourselves, whatever that looks like, because we're only fighting, battling ourselves when we do that. If we need healing, we seek healing. If we're happy, we'd be happy. You know, if you want to cry, cry. You know, whatever is authentic. You know, I think everything is either a lesson or a blessing. You know, I call them blessings. And it's all for my benefit. You know, it's all for about healing. You know, and and when you pray for something, say I pray about scarcity, and more scarcity shows up. Well, Holy Spirit will keep bringing it up until. I really forgive it, you know. And for me, when that happened, it was the lesson wasn't about money. It wasn't about money at all. It was the realization that I'm always sustained by the love of God, no matter what it is, no matter what I need. And my life, especially in these later years, has been a testimony, you know. And I'll say, well, Holy Spirit, I wonder how you're going to work this one out. <laughs> you know, what trick are you going to pull out of You know, because um, when we trust God, just solutions come up in unimagined ways. You know, that's all I can say. You know, we're not going to our ego grab bag and trying to find a solution. That can get you really depressed because the only thing the ego has is your past. It's its only point of reference. So if if an answer isn't in your past, you think one doesn't exist and you fall into a state of hopelessness. All the while, we have access to the infinite mind of God. You know, it's like Google God. You know, we've got it all. And we just have to return our mind to God and invite him to answer whatever question we have and then stop the thinking Allow that information to be delivered to the mind. It's not a thinking process. You know, the the experience is like, oh, where did that come from? You know, you know where did that come from? You know, it's, it's like you didn't participate in that. It just was delivered. And um, the thoughts you didn't think. Yeah, yeah, you didn't think. Um, and when we when we slow down our thinking, that space, the, you know, it gives us space for some light to shine in, you know. And uh, Jesus once told me, you need not know the answer to a problem in order for it to be solved. That was the end of my hopelessness. Because, um, well, now the only the question I ask most often about anything is, uh, what is the truth of this? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the only thing I want. I want to know the truth of that. Me, you, the world, my child, you know, whatever. You know, when I'm confused, I want clarity. I want certainty. 
And um, and if something, anything that shows up that is in variance to my experience of what the truth is, I'll ask, what is the truth of this? Sure looks crazy to me. I will get an answer. And I know it's from Holy Spirit because it brings those things with it. I know it's Holy Spirit because I receive clarity, certainty, and peace. Mm. There's never any fear. There's never any confusion. And um, and there's a certainty about it. There's no doubt associated. It's like I have a no. Mm. And only Holy Spirit can do that. My ego. <coughs> certainty? My ego? No. no, no, no. <laughs> but also our egos aren't very clarity? What about peace? My my ego oh, my. doesn't have peace. It doesn't do peace at all. No. <laughs> it does not do peace. No. I'm wondering if you share your experiences on extending. Well, you know, it would yeah, it would depend on the situation. Sometimes if a person I mentor about I guess six students now, new students to a course of miracles. Uh and um and most of the time I hear from them is when they're in pain, mainly emotional pain. If they're happy, I don't hear from them, you know, but if they're in pain, they'll call me. And if they're if I'm with them in person and they're in pain, the first thing I have to realize is that they're not while well, they're focused on their pain or they're upset, they're not gonna hear a word I say. So I try to just listen to them so they can feel heard. I just listen. And when they feel complete, then I know they'll start listening to what I have to say. And I can start extending the truth to them by sharing it. And then <laughs> and then I'll start to feel their energy pick up, mm. you know? And it's so funny. It's like um like I was sharing with you earlier, it's like this explosion of love. It just and it comes from Two people sharing the love of God. I'm not doing any magic tricks or anything. I'm just sharing my heart. I'm sharing my truth. I'm sharing my love. And as long as, and that authenticity of it, I mean, I, you can't really fake love, you know, you can't really fake peace. So, and if I'm not in a peaceful place, I'll say, you know, I'll have to call you back later. I need to heal my mind. Because if my mind is not healed, <laughs> I'm not going to help anybody else, right? So, <laughs> so I'll heal my mind. But with a healed mind, it's miraculous. It's so satisfying, you know. And uh, I can read energy pretty good. So, like, I was talking about my daughter showing up and being upset. Well, I know that before she even comes in the door, I can just feel her energy. So I know that I'm going to have to be a place of peace for her. So you know, that's what I'll do. And I'll just let her be whatever. I don't resist or try to fix anybody or try to change anybody. But I do let them be what they're being until that's not no longer captivating for them. And I think they just need to be heard. And we used to do this at hospice when I worked at hospice. Uh, 
of these people that were getting ready to transition. And there were things that they wanted to unload, but they didn't feel comfortable with their family members. So we were like, we used to tease and say we were the garbage disposal. You know, they would just, we would just hear them. And you could see them lighten up, lighten up. It's like they were able to unload it. And I'll, and I'll, but I'll say I have a little caveat to this. There's two ways of sharing, and I don't allow one. <laughs> the one, the one way is sharing for the purpose of healing, and the other way is sharing to have your story validated by Engaged someone. Engaged with, mm. yeah, yeah. So. I'm not going to validate anybody's story. I'll listen to their stories. I've heard some great stories, but I'm not going to say, oh, you poor thing. What a horror. I'm not going to. They've already made their story real, and I'm not going to jump in. But if they're sharing with the intention of letting it go and to heal, well, then I'm all there, you know. And and sometimes, you know, I I will... um just hold their hand, you know, and let them let it go, you know, because most of the time it is for the, nobody wants to be in pain. And when they remember that, and when they do, you know, I can sense when someone wants me to validate their story and tell them it's real. But even if they start out that way, um, they usually, when I remind them of, of that, you know, that I can't, I'm not going to validate their story, but I will help them heal it. Um, it's like they had forgotten, but they all, but they knew they knew they had just forgotten. And it's like, of course, you know, and, and then that's beautiful, you know, so it can um, take on many forms. But if I'm not near the person, I can't talk to the person, I'll just see them in light. I'll just envision them in light. And, you know, when I said, I'll see you perfect, I'll see you whole, I'll see you healed and and just hold them in a golden light. And um, and I'll and that will be my like a visual meditation, you know, for as long as it's comfortable doing it. And um, and that's all, you know, I'll I'll say my heart is your heart. My love is your love. My truth is your truth. We are one, you know, so I'm kind of as a transfer there of my, of our truths coming together and joining as one. And uh, that's a lovely um, way to do it too. You know, it's, it's all about joining relationship, giving, receiving, being one. We're already one and we get to know that's true when we, or in service, or we're sharing the love of God, um, when we're, we're being, when we're extending love in any way, in any kindness, compassion, a smile. I mean, you can smile right now and you'll feel your energy shift. Mm. Just, you know, as soon as you smile, your energy shifts. Um, and so when you give us, I love to give, um, this, there's this little lady at the 7-Eleven and she's just she just looks sad all the time. So I flash her a smile whenever I go in there. And sometimes she'll accept it and smile back to me. And sometimes she won't. But the time she does, I mean, I can see that she got it. 
So for a holy instant in time, love was given and love was received just with a smile. And just a little bit of love can heal so much. Mm. It's all love all the time anyway. So. A Course of Love talks about it, how we withhold our love. And I can remember mm-hmm. back to definitely doing that in my life before I understood how pain, how much pain yeah. it was creating. Only giving out to people who had proven themselves trustworthy of my love, you know? Yes. Oh, my gosh. What an ordeal trying yeah. to work all that out. Oh, my God. It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it's exhausting, you know. It's And the thing of it is that in the kingdom, in God's kingdom, in reality, it's all about sharing and extension. That's all that happens there because everybody, has, you know, we're all, we know our wholeness. We know our completeness. So, you know, I, I, I'll ask Jesus, what am I going to do with all this love? Sometimes I feel like I'm going to explode. And he says, just keep giving it away. Just keep giving it away, sharing the love of God. That's why I write on Facebook. I'm just sharing the love of God. And you wouldn't believe the number of times people will will comment and say, that's exactly what I needed to hear. You know, it's like Holy Spirit knows who's going to read my post. <laughs> you know, and he says, Oh, we're going to write about this today because so-and-so needs to read it. (laughs) I just feel like I I just, my only ambition is to be a servant of God in whatever way he wants me to be one, you know. But it's always service is a very sacred vocation. And whatever that is, you know, whether for me it's writing and um, sharing the love of God. So it brings me joy. And and to me, you know, whenever somebody tells me I'm they're depressed, I'll say, go share the love of God. It'll joy you right up, you know. <laughs> It'll make you happy. Or be, you know, do something for somebody. Be of service, but come from a place of giving, not getting. Mm. You know, it's um, it's all about giving and extending. And again, we try it, we see it works, and we do it. You know, it's that's what logical. Those games, the spiritual games that you talked about a little while ago, yeah. they're so much fun, aren't they? I still play them every day yeah. because they're such little confirmations and rewards and re. Mm-hmm. They're not reaffirmations; they're reconfirming. I guess that yeah, we're on the right track. They validate. They validate. That's yeah. the word. Thanks, Lana. They're validating. It, I, you know, it's like a, both A Course in Love and A Course in Miracles. They prove themselves, you know. When I first started reading A Course of Love, I recognized the experience, but I didn't recognize the word symbols, you know. So I started looking beyond the words to what the experience would be like. And and I go, oh, I know that. I've been there before, or I've experienced that before. And I, then I would relate it back to, um, of course, the miracles. And it's they're real. I just feel like one is just a seamless continuation of another. You know, of course, the miracles showed me who I am, taught me about forgiveness and forgive, being forgiving. And uh, A Course of Love is teaching me how to be 
this, now that I know how who I am, how to be that, how to function like Jesus did in form, but still be aware of my Christ consciousness. So, of course, the love is a navigational tool. You know, it it just tell you know, and it's it's um you know again Jesus is just uh he's a master <laughs> at communication. You know, I just love the way he communicates, uh, not only in those books, but what he communicates to me as a very with sense of humor, you know. So everyone says that. Yeah. yeah. I'm yet yeah. to experience it, I guess. But it comes through in other ways, doesn't it? If it's not direct communication, oh, sometimes really funny, insignificant things will happen. Look at um, it's the synchronicity. Yeah. Synchronicities are usually I call them God winks. Yeah. You know, he's like winking yep. at He says, pay attention or Someone will, you'll open a book, wave your course of love to exactly the page you needed to read. Or someone will say something or share on a conference call something you needed to hear. He, Holy Spirit, Jesus, they, you know, it'll reach you. It will. You just have to be open, you know. Um, you just have to be open. You know, when I write, I do what I call meditative writing in the morning and it's no thinking at all it's just a stream of thought coming through me and it's it's a real good lesson on form and content because the form the way it shows up on facebook the form is lana you know all her typos and everything but the content is pure jesus you know the content comes through as jesus and then by the time i get done typing it up and posting it how it shows up, it looks like Lana, you know, so, but it's no effort at all. I mean, it's I'm no thinking, no effort. It just comes through. But it's always to teach me first or remind me of things. You know, I forgot about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, again. <laughs> but then I, I'm guided to share it because I feel like, if something helps me and I can share it, and even if it helps one person, you know, great. That's one person that would might have been relieved of some pain. So that's wonderful. Well, I could talk all afternoon, Lana, but I don't think I should. It's been a pleasure. I hope I didn't babble too much. It's been a delight. It's been a delight. So that's it for this episode of the More Love podcast. For all the references and the and the things we talked about in this conversation with Lana, head to the website, livetruetoyou.com and follow the links to the More Love podcast. Please tell someone else who wants their power back about the More Love podcast. They'll be forever grateful that you've helped them reclaim their true state of being. Until we join together again, I wish you all the blessings that wholeheartedness brings. Bye for now.